0: Hey, Fish could we get some of that emotional music we use from time to time for the lead here? Ah, that's perfect. Thank you, Fish It's never a good day when we lose an American treasure, a true iconoclast, and a legendary nut job. This will go down as one of those where were you when you heard that our truly beloved monocled spokesnut. The pride of planters, the one, the only, Mr. Peanut, has passed away at the way-too-soon age of 104, but I guess that is 728 in dog years. Apparently, Mr. Peanut, Wesley Snipes, and an actor from Veep not named Julia Louis-Dreyfus were clinging to life on a tree limb sticking out of a cliff like a hog's erect penis. And when the bow breaks, and the limbs started to fall, down went Mr. Peanut, Top Hat, and all. He died as he lived, sacrificing everything so that Wesley Snipes and an actor from Veep not named Julia Louis-Dreyfus could live and make one hell of an alleged Super Bowl commercial that's going to run sometime in the third quarter. So as we're painfully reminded, viewing all the flags at half-staff, I guess we should all remember that he's in a better place now, somewhere between Heaven and Jimmy Carter's Georgia Peanut Farm, and we can at least take some solace in that. RIP, Mr. Peanut. RIP. Thank you very much for the emotional music, Fishby. Now let us take a moment of silence, bow our heads, and pray. Jesus, the notorious, just please us with your lyrical thesis. Amen. On the show tonight, the 3D printer revolution is happening! I'll try to do a better job of explaining what the hell went wrong with me last night. And an only slightly racist- only slightly racist joke about rapper logic. It's gonna find its way into the finale tonight. That and oh so much more. In our extra-dimensional fishbowl, but first, Fish B. Thank you for the hot lead, by the way. Let's begin the only way we know how, with question one. Can you summarize the impeachment trial in one sentence? In one sentence, huh? If I can slightly steal from a guy seriously named Frank Fagluzzi, imagine your local mayor confessed to calling the sheriff and told them they're freezing the police budget until they announced an investigation into the mayor's campaign opponent and then half the town didn't give a fuck because they were so blindsided by partisanship. I know that's a long sentence, but one sentence, nonetheless, mission complete. Hit him with the keytar! What industry will the 3D printer revolutionize first? This is is a very good, this is a very important question. Uh, Obviously, the answer is sex toys. It's going to revolutionize sex toys first. And then guns. Guns, of course, but sex toys mostly. And throwing ninja stars. Everyone's going to have throwing ninja stars. Make them thin. Stack them. Put them in your wallet. Put them on your phone. Whatever. Watch out. What's that? Oh, no. A throwing ninja star. Then, of course, there'll be machetes with penis handles. Don't forget the forks with penis handles. Spoons with penis handles. And probably even beer cozies with penis handles. No doubt about it. The future is bright. With the 3D printer revolution. Machetes with penis handles. Yo, it's me, Fish B. Yeah, Fish B, there you are. Yo, it's me, Fish B. This show reminds me of your penis. Big enough to be something, but not big enough to make much of an impact. Thanks, Fishby. Real mature. Real awesome on this somber, somber day. What's next? What the hell happened to you last night? Yeah, I. uh, My apologies again to the. A-A-Y-P, the American Association of Young Podcasters, for last night's performance. But, but not only was I just, just in excruciating pain, uh, bipolar Bob here, my head started moving so fast, like, like my brain. Like, normally, ideally, you just kind of have one internal monologue going. But imagine you had like 12 to 15 internal monologues going at the same time, all doing vastly different shit. I couldn't read, I couldn't watch TV, I couldn't concentrate on anything. And that's what happened last night. And luckily we are better today. What's next? What's currently the biggest problem in American politics? That is a a deep and difficult question. The biggest problem in American politics? I'd say that, that one political party in particular has brainwashed themselves into thinking that another political party hates them hates the country, and, like, wants them to die. Because once you've been brainwashed in an endless feedback loop of propaganda that the other side is, like, traitorous and evil, then you have to win by any means necessary, which puts this country in a really, really scary fucking place. That's the biggest problem in American politics. Should the Democrats trade Hunter Biden for John Bolton? You know, there's, there's, there's talk of this at the Senate impeachment trial. What do the Democrats have to do to get John Bolton? But don't trade Hunter Biden. This whole thing is a charade. They're going to put Hunter Biden out there first. It's going to be hugely embarrassing for him, for the entire Biden family. And frankly, it has nothing to do with the president's misconduct. And then John Bolton is going to appear and not answer any questions citing executive privilege. And then he'll probably tease, you got to wait for the book, where, where he won't be concerned about executive privilege anymore. But as far as the impeachment trial goes... That's how it's. Uh, that's how it's going to go. So, so, so no, don't trade Hunter Biden for John Bolton. Bad idea. The whole thing's a charade. And if I can make one random aside right now about Joe Biden, and and I've been guilty of it too because clearly, Grandpa Uncle Joe, some of his debate performances haven't been the best. But then you see him on the stump, and and you see him in in, in normal interviews. And it's like a completely different Joe Biden. So, so what is happening to him on the debate stage and why he's so different in a more personal conversation or a town hall meeting or something like that? And the answer is Joe Biden as, as a kid and as a young man, and it even rears its ugly head sometimes now, but Joe Biden is a stutterer. Like a severe, severe... Like like he overcame it like the King's Speech, like that movie about the King of England. But he, he's a stutterer. So when he's under that kind of pressure and his campaign staff has filled his head with so much shit and he's up against a time limit and he's trying desperately not to stutter... That's why sometimes he comes off the way he does, I think, in the debate. So we shouldn't make fun of that. We should offer our empathy. Yo, it's me, Fish B, again. Oh, fantastic. Fan-fucking-tastic, Fish B. This show reminds me of Tom Cruise's secret Scientology vagina. Given the resources... It should be going way better. (laughs) Again, thank you, Fishby. Usually... You at least pose questions. These aren't even questions tonight. These are just insults. And not once, but twice. The show reminds me of uh, reminds you of my penis, big enough to be something, yet not big enough to make much of an impact. And it also reminds you of Tom Cruise's secret Scientology vagina. Given the resources, it should be going way better. Come on, Fishbee, We're in this together. We're in this together. You're in charge of the questions. You're the extra-dimensional fishbowl. You're Bob's fishbowl that the show is named after. For God's sake, you play the bass guitar, the guitar, and the Latin triangle, and on-demand can cue up very emotional music on this very emotional day. I don't approve, sir. I don't approve. Next! What's the dumbest news story of the day? Well, luckily, uh, here in this crazy planet called Earth, there's, there's never a shortage of dumb news stories, and it, I'm, I'm a difficult man to pin down. So, so I'm going to go with two. Uh, one comes from, uh, they're, they're both from states I know well, places I know well. The first one from Washington State. Uh, the next one from uh, South Florida where I used to live and, and my kids still uh, still obviously do live in Florida. Uh, from the spokesman review, here's a headline, bill would provide protection for kids lemonade stands. Really? Seriously? Like we've solved every other fucking problem that the state legislature might need to deal with and they finally gotten around to the menace of protecting kids' lemonade stands. Here's how the story reads. Washington kids selling lemonade in their front yard might soon get the protection of the state. Thank L. Ron Hubbard. Might soon get the protection of the state against any move by a local government or health agency to make them get a license or be shut down. I want to say I might have heard something about this before, but, but is this a thing? Like, has this happened? Has this happened in Washington state? Has this happened in other states? Because this is fucking ridiculous. Apparently, as long as they don't set up the stand for 30 days or more a year, you go 31, you need a license, kid. I'm sorry. That's the way it is. But as long as they don't set up for more than 30 days a year sell it a glass at a time, and aren't selling a spiked version of the drink, really. A bill under consideration by a House committee, I assume the House committee of bullshit, would let them indulge their entrepreneurial spirit without a local permit, license, or fee. Or fee. Thank God. Thank God. Um... Even Florida, even the stories that this dumb from Florida. But uh, Floridians are on watch. What are they on watch for? Uh, it should be flying bullets. Because in Florida, thanks to their Stand Your Ground law, uh, if you're scared of a black person, you can legally shoot them. Florida's Stand Your Ground law. Uh, rest in peace, Trayvon Martin, George Zimmerman. You're a fuck. Ah, uh, the north this is this is from uh, the Sun Sentinel the big paper in Florida. Uh, it says uh, the north has blizzards, the midwest has tornadoes, and south Florida has the danger of being hit on the head by a frozen iguana. Seriously. The National Weather Service tweeted a warning yesterday that unusually cold weather could cause green iguanas to drop to the ground all over South Florida's neighborhoods. I used to live in South Florida. I used to live in Naples, which is right across Alligator Alley from Miami on the Gulf Coast side. The iguanas will be <laughs> will just be immobilized, not dead, like like they're frozen in uh, Han Solo style. Although the distance from the fall may not do them any favors. No shit. So if you're, you're in Florida, it's so dangerously cold, it might not be raining, but grab that umbrella anyway to protect yourself. Or better yet, who needs an umbrella? I think it's important that every citizen of South Florida walk around in helmets. Just in case a frozen iguana falls from a tree and bumps you in the head. That's, uh, the, the, that's the dumbest news story of the day. Times two. What's next? Hillary Clinton says no one likes Bernie Sanders. What say you? I say pot, meat, kettle. Hillary Clinton say no one likes Bernie? I mean, who's who's, who's less popular between those two? I mean, at least Bernie has an online Twitter mob known as the Bernie Bros. I mean, there are no Hillary Hoes. There are no, what would they call themselves, Ice Queens, a Burr Hill Gang, the Chilleries, maybe the Double Losers, because it really takes a... uh, a really profound act of political malpractice and and I love President Obama. Uh, I I have posters of President Obama. They they're not currently displayed in my room but I but I but I do have them for like the day after one like I like me some Obama. But it takes uh, it takes some real political magic to find a way to lose to a brand new freshman senator from Illinois named Barack Hussein Obama, and then come back eight years later after the experience of being secretary of state and getting most of your good name back and then losing to a guy named Donald J. Trump. And Hillary has the nerve to say that no one likes Bernie. Thank you. Next, Ariana Grande. How would you describe the haircut you got from the stylist you fell in love with? Yeah, I I can't... uh... I gotta go to the store and buy some of that uh, Rogaine stuff. Even even though I'm not balding yet, remarkably, to the, considering all the things I've put my body through through the years. So I, I need this hair to grow. I, I gotta get back in the salon. But uh, h- how would I describe? How would I describe my haircut? Um, the same way. I mean, my haircut only does only does two things. Either I grow it out and it becomes like this curly mop, and I literally look like a human fucking Q tip. Or or I keep it short and I keep I keep it high and tight with the part at uh, and I kind of look like Macklemore fucked Beaker from the Muppets. It's kind of that's kind of what I have going. But uh, yeah, I uh, I I've gotta find an excuse to get back into the salon as soon as possible. And oh, there's Isaiah's music. Speaking of Florida a moment ago, our nine-year-old executive producer, as always, he gets the last question. And tonight, Isaiah, the tiny player, writes, if push came to shove, could one survive by putting food directly in their ass? He's, um, I apologize to everyone. I mean, he, he's nine, you know, he, he's the best executive producer in the business. Much in the way that the extra-dimensional fish bee on his bass guitar, Latin triangle, and kitar is the best co-host in the business, but uh, but he's died, and that's uh, that's a nine-year-old's question. Um, I think I'm gonna try to answer this honestly. I I think it depends on on what the food is because because can't you can't you soak a tampon and alcohol and then I've never tried this but then get drunk that way so so in theory there should be some th- Foods that you should be able to uh, insert in one's uh, rectum and get uh, necessary nourishment. Although, I, I wouldn't recommend it. I'm not a... Uh, I know you find this hard to believe, but I'm not a doctor. I'm not... Uh, or, a, uh, or a nutritionist. Or, or even a lunch lady. I don't... Uh, I wouldn't recommend it for long. But uh, uh, I, I, guess, I, guess, I guess the question did start with a caveat if push came to shove. Thank you, Isaiah. You're the best man. We love you. And now, my friends, time for the artist formerly known as Paletta Bola de Fuego and the finale. Kick it, B, Tulsi Gabbard, former presidential candidate and alleged Russian asset, is suing Hillary Clinton for calling her a Russian asset. Tesla has topped 100 billion in market capitalization, and I only kinda know what that means. Demi Lovato will perform a song she wrote just days before she OD'd at the Grammys on Sunday. And wouldn't it be kinda funny if she sang that instead of the national anthem at the Super Bowl, cause America loves drugs. Will Smith, buddy, and mixtape producer extraordinaire DJ Jazzy Jeff is 55 today. Happy birthday. Hashtag Free Britney went to court attempting to get her conservatorship lifted. And when you Google news that little sister Jamie Lynn shows off killer legs in the cold is the top story. I swear Google news it. The Witcher was streamed by 76 million households making it Netflix's most popular season one ever, and I'm pissed on behalf of Stranger Things. Rapper and well-hydrated actress Aquafina is getting her own Comedy Central show. And lastly, Rapper Logic is 30 and he's already writing a song about chocolate and vanilla cake. And it's gonna be a hit. And I told you it was only kind of racist, but I made beautiful mixed babies myself. So whatever, so whatever, I can, uh, I can handle the hate mail. It doesn't bother me. Thank you, Fishby. And now, my friends, it's, it's, been, it's been a heck of a show. 396, and I think on this somber day where we lost the late, great Mr. Peanut at the ripe young age of 104, or, as we said, uh, 700 and something in dog years. Uh, let's once again turn to, uh, let's send you out of here with a smile, let's, with some positivity. Let's open up uh, a great little book of philosophy, The World According to Mr. Rogers, Important Things to Remember by Fred Rogers. Tonight we open up to page 185, which reads as follows. Imagine what our real neighborhoods would be like if each of us offered As a matter of course, just one kind word to another person. There have been so many stories about the lack of courtesy, the impatience of today's world, road rage, and even restaurant rage. Sometimes all it takes is one kind word to nourish another person. Think of the ripple effect that can be created when we nourish someone. One kind, empathetic word has a wonderful way of turning into many. (coughs) Fucking Fred Rogers. That guy's the best. That guy is absolutely the best. Till manana, amigos. You know the deal. Be safe. If you can't be safe, at least be lucky. Me and Fish B love you. Say goodnight, Fish B.